and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a Degrassi podcast in which we talk about every episode of Degrassi. Um, and if you guys want to follow along, all the episodes are on YouTube. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about the season one finale, episode 15, Jagged Little Pill. And I'm going to read the episode synopsis from the Degrassi Wiki, which is our Bible. And it is... Perfect, in quotes, Ashley is beginning to bore even herself. With their parents away for the weekend, Ashley decides to join Toby in breaking the one guest each rule and invites Paige and Hazel to join her and Terry. Sean comes to her when he confiscated Toby and JT's ecstasy, expecting her to do the responsible thing. Instead, Ashley takes it. When Jimmy arrives, he's furious with her. A strung out Ashley becomes convinced that Sean is the only one who understands her. After some private time in her room with him, Ashley publicly dumps Jimmy, humiliates Paige, and alienates most of her other friends. A messy house and a broken vase when their parents get back the next morning are the least of Ash's worries. First of all, very dramatic. <laughs> Second of all, they give every single part of the episode away, <laughs> except for, like, small Emma plot lines. Yeah, and I like the, like, private time in Ashley's bedroom. It's like, no, we know what happened in there. There were some heavy makeout sessions happening. They were being very coy for the Degrassi <laughs> wiki. Um, and can you tell us a little bit about the song title that is the episode title? Oops, sorry. About the episode <laughs> title, please, Holland. Well, it is the name of an Alanis Morissette album, Jag Little Pill. With all like the, her greatest hits, probably her only hits, really. You ought to know. Ironic. I'm pretty sure all of those are on Jagged Little Pill. As a person who owns that CD, I can <laughs> confirm that that is correct. I used to listen to it driving my car. Um, also, uh, hand in pocket. Um, just, just all the hits. It's just a good, oh, man, I want to listen to You Ought to Know now. <laughs> it's like the music that PMS was made for. Um, huh, PMS. <laughs> um, so the episode starts off with uh, Ashley and her mom are in the kitchen, and they're talking about uh, the parents going away for the weekend, and she's, like, basically being like, I know you're responsible. You'll be fine. Like, just, you know, the one person each thing, and – Toby and his dad run in and they're like joking around and then they run out. It's like <laughs> it's kind of a whirlwind situation. But I really like um, Toby and his dad's like relationship. I think it's just very sweet. They like clearly get along super well, like joke around together, which is nice. Yeah, you can see why Toby lives with his dad and not with his mom because they seem like just great pals. And yeah, so like the only rule that they have is no only one friend each no parties. And I'm but I'm also wondering is this more normal in Canada to leave like your 14 and 13 year old home alone for a weekend or for a night because I know when I was that age, I was a goody goody like Ashley and my parents would still not leave me alone overnight with my siblings. I mean, I was I I was not a goody-goody, so I have no, like, frame of reference. It feels kind of irresponsible. Like, a whole night. It definitely wasn't a weekend. I think it was just for the night, which makes this party even funnier because it's like they were gone for one night and you, like, went crazy. Although once my my dad was out of town and my mother went out for an evening and I threw a party in the course of the three hours she was away, <laughs> it was a very fast party. Did you get caught? 
of course I got caught. <laughs> Some of my friends were super high and like weirdly strong and moved a granite table that I could not move back by myself. So yes, I got caught. <laughs> well, and also it's the last day of school, which is why Toby and his dad are like joking around and real excited about the day because it's the last day of school and all the classes are having like really meaningful like last classes with Miss Kwan and Mr. Simpson. Like the grade sevens make Mr. Simpson a little HTML project animation thing for him. And Queen Kwan hands out like end of the year awards and everyone's like emotional, which I found kind of strange, but whatever. Yeah, no, it's definitely a little weird. Like, I think I understand it more for the grade eights because, I mean, spoiler alert, they're all going to stay in the same school forever, but they're supposed to be moving on to a high school situation. So, I mean, I, I understand, like, that sentimentality because I know that, like, when I graduated high school, like, I was not a school spirit kind of person, but every single person in my school, we all, like, banded together and we were like, I'm going to miss it. <laughs> um, And, like, even me, like, you get, like, kind of swept up in it. So I kind of get that. But I do love uh, how uh, Queen Kwan and Spinner like ended their their like whole situation where she was like, "I'm never gonna forget you." <laughs> and I had a question because I I couldn't figure out what the tr like awards were. Like they looked like toilet paper rolls. Am I crazy? I think they were like little scrolls. Like they looked like little scrolls that probably had like whatever the award was on them. But maybe like scholarly scrolls. I don't really know. <laughs> That makes a lot more sense. I was just like, what is happening in there? But it's it's sweet. You know, it's very last day of school type of stuff. Um, and the animation that they do for Mr. Simpson's really sweet, even though I don't understand why, like, the grade sevens are getting all hung up. Plus, Emma, you're going to see him, like, soon anyway because he's friends with your mom. Yeah, but we don't know how close they are just yet. I think that's a season two development. But, yeah, so it's the last day of school. Everybody's emotional. And people get wind that Ashley's parents are going to be out of town. And by people, I mean Paige. And she goes up to Ashley in the hallway and asks if she can come over. But Ashley has already decided on Terry as being her one and only friend who can come over. And then after some pressing, um, Ashley's like, oh, fine, whatever, Paige. You can come over. But... She does tell Jimmy that he can't come over, and he's like, okay, cool, I'll see you tomorrow. And then Ashley gets all butthurt about it, and is like, um, shouldn't a boyfriend, like, want to come over? Like, why didn't he press it? And Terry's like, I don't understand why you're upset. I thought you, like, didn't like him that much anymore anyway. And then Ashley says something gross about how, like, the longer you've been dating somebody, the deeper it becomes. But, I, yeah, it was very strange that she was, like, upset that he didn't force himself to come over to her house. We're all Terry in this moment because it's like, wait, what? I thought you didn't care. And also, that's a weird thing to be mad about. Like, he's just being a respectful boyfriend, which, granted, super boring. But that is what you signed up for because you're Ashley and Jimmy. Like, you knew this already. Then uh, Toby and JT are talking about kind of the same thing where they're like, open house, blah, blah, blah. And Toby is all like, over Emma yeah. and um and JT's like talking about how like well Emma like you know even though she and Sean broke up like he's still she's still clearly not into Toby because she's like into bad boys this is now Emma's like new reputation <laughs> which I am frankly on board for and she kind of sticks with it forever Emma has a type yeah I think she likes to be the savior girlfriend which is not 
so not healthy, but I understand it. And so, yeah, while they're talking, like, I think they start to talk to Sean in the hallway and she's walking by and she's like, I'm having a girl's night and there's no boys allowed, especially boys named Sean. Which, like, so subtle and casual, Emma. Good job. Proud of you. (laughs) But JT comes up with this awful plan that they should invite Sean over that night, too, so they can get girl advice from him that Toby can use to get Emma. It's very weird and backwards. Yeah, it's a really, like, weird, fucked-up situation. I don't understand it. I, it's, It's just weird. And Sean is just, like, cool with it. He's like, this is fine and normal. And also, uh, looking at him standing next to JT and Toby, I don't know if he, like, aged really rapidly over the course of the season. I mean, it's only 15 episodes long, and he's only been in, I think, 12 of them. But he looks like he is five years older than (laughs) JT and Toby. They look like children, and he looks like he's nearly an adult. It's very funny. It's, yeah, and maybe it's just, like, I can't tell if it's he rapidly grew up or they're just so little that (laughs) he just looks so grown up in comparison. Like, I feel like there haven't been that many scenes with just like those three guys together until this episode that I can remember. But yeah. Yeah. And like, it doesn't get that much better for them either. JT kind like he was like a cute kid, but he grows up to be a little bit weird looking like a weird little string bean. And Toby never really... (laughs) He's always kind of potatoy. <laughs> I mean, Toby's forever a potato. He like maybe slims down a little as he gets older, but he kind of stays potato shaped, just like a little potatoy toad, and it's fine. It's it's he's that's all he can be. It's okay. Uh, whatever. So, but also backing up to be fair. When they invite over Sean, he first is like, oh, what? Why are you inviting me over? And they're like, Emma's going to be there, just blatantly lying. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll come. And so I don't think he wants to be a part of their weird group hang, but he goes because he thinks Emma's going to be there. And I don't, also don't think he thinks they're going to like ask him about girl advice because I don't think they gave that indication in the hallway. They did straight up lie to his face, um, and but which is like, Sean, how dumb are you? Like, I think he just really wants Emma to be there so badly that even though she just said to his face that it's just going to be her and Manny hanging out, he's still like, but Emma's going to be there, so I'm going to go. And it's like, no, she just said she was not going to be there. She was going to be doing her own thing with boy, no boys, especially boys named Sean. Yeah, Sean's not really picking up on <laughs> her attitude. He should really be giving her space to try to move past the awfulness. But instead, he just tries to stalk her and apologize to her at every second, which is not helping. Um, We need some absence to make the heart grow fonder. And he doesn't understand that concept in the slightest. And yeah, the lie was very blatant. But I think he's just at this point, like if there's a slight possibility that she's going to be there, he's going to make sure he's going to be there, too. Oh, definitely. Um, Would you be up for doing some fashion police? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I need to lead with Terry has these like weird cornrows happening at the beginning of the episode that are crazy and terrible and I hate them. I'm just, nope, 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 crazy. Yeah, I feel like we're going to, that's not the last of cornrows we're going to see on multiple people on the show. 
but no, not a fan. Remember the trend. Happy to say I was never subject. I never fell prey to that trend, but I knew a lot of people who did. Um, also, Terry has like her weird, like sleeveless gray sweatshirt thing on again, which is just not flattering or cute in the slightest. It's a bad look for her. She just, oh, she has so much potential to dress better. And sometimes she does. And it's, I hate it. It makes me upset. Um, Paige has this really cute see-through shirt at the beginning, too. It's very 2001. I'm into it. And um, JT has a hat on that makes him look like Ash Ketchum, <laughs> which is fun. So, you know, just just a little Pokemon shout-out. I feel like that was, like, a relevant thing at the time period. Um and Hazel has some really great nails. When she shows up, she has like some really cool acrylics happening. Yeah. Um, Ashley wears an apron while she's making her boring snacks for the girls. Um, also, her party look with her black tank top is pretty on point, especially when she gets a little disheveled after her private time in her bedroom. <laughs> I love Ashley's hot mess look, like, after the makeout. I'm like, you are great as, like, like her shirt's all pushed up. She looks, like, trampy. I'm like, I'm on board for all of it. Also, JT's fucking tie-dye is back. I hate it. I hate the tie-dye. And Paige has this very cute red crop top, but not the hottie one, just, like, plain red. Which is, like, good. I feel like it's still very Paige, but she's moving in, like, a subtler direction. And Sean wears a shirt that isn't white or a jean jacket. He wears, like, a nice black shirt, which, I mean, it's not that exciting, but it's something different. So I think that's all that I have. Yeah, I think that's all that I have, too. Not a ton of fashion notes. There was a lot of other, like, stuff going on in this episode. So my fashion notes are pretty limited. Um, So school is done. They all have their plans set for the evening. And Ashley and Terry get back to Ashley's house, and Paige is there waiting for them. And Paige brought Hazel, which, of course, she did because they're best friends slash secret lovers, in my opinion. I mean, they, th she gets there, and we open the scene literally on Hazel playing with Paige's hair. And I was like, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, I was also – I'm also slightly surprised that Hazel is still Paige's friend after – the backstabbing of the wannabe cheer episode. But if they're having their little lady feelings, maybe that's why they're fine again. But also during this part, they're like in the courtyard of Ashley's house. And then JT and Toby like emerge from the garage covered in soot. And we get, we never get any explanation for this. Yeah. No one says why. And no one ever brings it up again. You just, you hear like an explosion. They're covered in like dirt and it's like no one seems to care what happened and then jt hits on page and it's really gross and i feel like you had it written down what what the hell did she say yeah he like winks at her and then page is like did that thing just wink at me and they like walk back inside and all the other girls laugh at her but yeah it was i mean maybe it was just written off as like oh just boys being boys doing stupid things but i'm don't know why that was never explained but um eventually sean comes over and also i wrote down what jt why are you asking sean for his love advice he literally just fucked up his relationship he's probably not the best person to ask yeah but he's had a relationship so he already has jt and toby beat 
Um, but Sean comes in and it's weird. He like he didn't come home with them. Like he he showed up like hours later, which I feel like is so Sean. Um, he shows up and Ashley like directs him to upstairs and like Paige and Hazel make a comment on how he's looking good, which like, yeah, duh. Yeah, Sean's always looking good, let's be real. Except for like later on when he has that weird long hair, which Ooh, I didn't like. Hate the long hair. But like it's still Sean, so I give him a pass. But that's seasons ahead of where we are. Um, so he goes upstairs and then JT is like, oh yeah, Sean's here. And then he pulls out this little baggie with an ecstasy tablet in it, or it's a white little pill, and everyone just immediately knows that it's knows that it's ecstasy or e as they keep calling it and they just sound like big fat dorks when they say it but it's so it's from jt's cousin who can i can only assume it's the same cousin who gave him like the list of porn urls and jt's cousin is just the absolute worst influence on him and i don't understand how he is not in jail or something yeah he i mean i feel like everyone has that like bad influence cousin you know like I for sure had that, and I, yeah, I think everyone has that, right? Yeah, so bad cousin gives them weird ecstasy that isn't really ecstasy. Like, ecstasy doesn't really look like that as far as I know. I mean, maybe some of it does. I'm not an expert. I don't, I yeah, don't know. I don't know. I feel like maybe it's sometimes, like, colored. I don't know. I haven't ever actually done ecstasy, but... Yeah, I feel I wouldn't be able to immediately know that it was ecstasy by just like a white little pill. Like I feel like it was the most nondescript pill ever. Yeah, it's not like something you look at and go, "Oh, that's definitely ecstasy." Like you would probably say, "Oh, that's an aspirin." Like before you <laughs> jump to like hard drugs or maybe like Percocet or something. Like I don't know. I have no idea. That was my like first note. It was like, why does everyone know that this is ecstasy? Because Ashley says it later too. She was like, oh, drugs. I'm like, why do you know that other than the fact that it's like in a dime bag, basically <laughs> for no reason? Um, it's just a pill in a dime bag. It's very confusing. Um, but uh, before the ecstasy shows up, they are playing cards and. JT just goes, so, Sean, girls? And I just wrote, very subtle, <laughs> JT. <laughs> really just knocking it out of the park. Yeah. So after JT whips out the ecstasy, um, Sean is like, um, I'll go downstairs and split it for us. And he goes downstairs. He's in the kitchen. Ashley's making her, like, boring snacks and drinks. And... Sean comes down and is like, um, hey, look at this. And she's like, you brought drugs? And he's like, no, it was JT. Flush this down the sink. I'm going to split an aspirin for them. I'm just going to take my gushers and I'm going to peace out. They're stupid. Flush that thing away. Which, like, valid. I mean, Ashley is a goody-goody. Like, she should be the person that you can give drugs to. And she'll be like, I'll dispose of this. But... Like, also, why don't you just do it yourself? He's literally standing next to the sink. There, I'm sure, they live in a, like, fairly nice house. Like, I'm sure they have minimum two bathrooms, like, one on each floor. Like, he can go into a bathroom and do this himself. But either way, he leaves the drug with her, and he goes upstairs with an aspirin or whatever. And Ashley, like is just kind of holding it in like her apron or what like she puts it in her apron and then Paige comes in to talk to her and she's basically like 
you need to liven up this party. It's a fucking snooze fest, which fair, but also like Paige, why are you going to Ashley's house for a good time? Like you're going, you're like crashing on her like two person party and you know that you're just going to like watch movies. Like what are you expecting from this situation? But she's like, you need to liven up this party. You need to call the boys. And Ashley is like, I already called and Jimmy isn't coming, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, this party sucks. <laughs> and like walks away, which fair. Yeah, but I it was never supposed to be a party. I think it was originally like one friend over for a sleepover. And then it turned into just like a four person girl sleepover, which I mean, I would have never expected expected that to be anything more than like eating junk food and watching movies. But Paige is just very persistent. It's like, call the boys. You need to liven things up because when you get because when you have fun, you're actually pretty cool and kind of like subtly manipulates Ashley with a compliment. And so Ashley calls Jimmy and is like, come over da, 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 and then takes the ecstasy because she thinks that's a great idea. But the boys are coming over. And meanwhile, Sean brings the placebo pills up to JT and Toby. And it's like, here you go. I'm not taking any. My parole or my social worker would kill me. Best excuse ever. And then JT and Toby take the pills and just go on a wild trip. I love that Sean is like really fucking with them. He's like, chew it slowly. It makes it work better, which is... <laughs> Not a thing. And he's like laughing the whole time because it's like they're like if I don't know if you've ever like had like an aspirin or something in your mouth for too long and it starts to disintegrate. You're making the face that you make because it tastes terrible. Like this is not candy. It's going to taste bad. You're not supposed to chew that stuff because it's like it gets stuck in your teeth. It's gross. And it's, ugh, ugh, ugh. I hate it. I hate it. Um, So it's hilarious that Sean is just like, ha I'm fucking with you. Where is Emma? I know. And so finally, when he gets with them fake high, he's like, so where's Emma? And they finally call them. And Emma, Manny, and Liberty come over. And so Ashley's already taken the real ecstasy. And she opens the door and is like, oh, my God, Liberty. How did you know? Was I sending out a psychic signal to the world? Oh, my God, I can't believe you're here. You're like me, but you're not me. And, like, she, like, like, drags Liberty inside and starts like whirling her around the living room. She breaks a vase. She starts dancing with her. It's insane. And I love it. I mean, it's fair. She is like Ashley, but not like Ashley. She's like Ashley beta. Like she's, she's like lesser Ashley, which is sad because she has so much potential. She ends up getting pretty good though. Liberty surpasses Ashley like tenfold. I mean, like shit gets weird, but <laughs> she does get to be like way more interesting of a character. Um, so yeah, Ashley is tripping her face off, and that's fine. Or well, she's not tripping; she's rolling. She's she's all fucked up. It's great. It's fun. Um, meanwhile, JT and Toby think they're tripping their faces off. They're acting like they're really stoned or have taken LSD. Like, it's, like, a weird mix in between the two. And, like, the music in the background. Degrassi picks the best background <laughs> music. They have, like, sitars. And, like, it's very, like, like a Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band in the background. And it's very, like, it's crazy. It's very crazy. And then JT utters, like, one of the most gift uh, lines on Tumblr 
when he's like, wow, this is ecstasy. And it's great. And I love it. And then Emma and Manny come upstairs. Liberty has been fed to the dogs. That is Ashley's whirlwind of emotions. And she got left downstairs. But Emma and Manny are upstairs and JT and Toby are being really creepy with them. Like Toby puts his arm around Emma and JT's like, girls, you have arrived. Welcome to like the love palace. Or he probably says something like that. And uh, Sean comes in and Emma gets pissed off and runs down the stairs and is like, I don't want to talk to you. And then Sean starts to cry and it's so sad. And Ashley comes out of the bathroom and sees Sean. He like turns around and he has like a single glistening tear. And she's like, oh my God, what's the matter? It's very sweet. Poor Sean. Um, but before this happens with Sean and Ashley, Jimmy arrives with Spinner. And Spinner shows up just holding a watermelon. Like, I don't think there's drinking happening at this party. So I don't understand the watermelon because it's not like they're putting vodka in it. And also, you have to let that marinate for like a long time. That's not like an impromptu thing. But I guess it looks like a party item. So he brings it, which is fine, whatever. And Jimmy gets there and he's basically like, Ashley, what is wrong with you? And they have the craziest exchange because she's not like, I'm high. And she's not like, I took ecstasy or even like, she doesn't even just say, I just took E, which is like how they say this all the time. But she goes, A, B, C, D, E. And somehow he gets it from that. I'm like, what is happening? Also, just before people get upset, the line is, Dude, this is ecstasy. And it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how Jimmy immediately was like, A, B, C, D, E. Oh my God, you're on ecstasy. Like, why does everybody know what this is? At, did like 2002 in Canada see like a big rise of ecstasy in Canadian middle schools? I don't understand. <laughs> Like, was this the PSA to can like to Canadian teenagers about the dangers of ecstasy? Because if it was, it like wasn't that scary of an episode in that in those terms. But like, I don't I don't know. I don't know. People from Canada that were in middle school in the early 2000s. Let us know, because I'm curious, because this is crazy and weird. And like, yeah, why do these kids know that? Like, I just. I don't know. Or maybe they have, like, a really good D.A.R.E. program that, like, really, like, gives them the real facts about ecstasy use. I don't know. It's crazy. But then uh, Jimmy is like, you need to drink water. You need to, like, get your shit together, basically. And she's like, you're so lame, man. That's when she goes upstairs and goes to the bathroom and then sees Sean. And basically, he has this one single tear that rolls down his cheeks and hearts break across the world. And she, like, pulls him into her bedroom. Yeah, I literally wrote in my notes, oh my God, Sean's tears, my heart in all caps. But yeah, she drags him into her room and they start having a heart to heart and about how like Emma and Jimmy don't understand them and they only see what they want to see. And then Sean starts crying again and Ash is like, don't cry, don't cry and like starts kissing him and then they start making out and some like saucy music starts to play in the background as they lie down on the bed and then it cuts away, and it's very steamy. It is. It's like you almost think that it's going to be like a losing their virginity 
thing, but there's already too much happening in this episode for them to add on to that. So it's it's just like some heavy petting, making out type of situation, which is just as good. So they get out, and so they leave the room, and Jimmy is there, and he sees Sean, and he's like, Sean, what are you doing here? And Sean's like, meh, fuck you. And he goes down the <laughs> stairs, and he goes outside. And then Jimmy's just standing there, and Ashley walks out, and she has like the amazing like just-been-sexed look. And she's like, Jimmy, you're here. And he's like, what the fuck just happened? And they go downstairs and they're fighting in front of everyone. And she pulls some low fucking blows. She's like, I should have broke up with you on your birthday. Blah, blah, blah. You're boring, whatever. And it's like, it's bad. It's real bad. It's awful. And then, like, Terry tries to intervene. She's like, Ashley, what are you doing? And, I mean, thankfully, Ashley's not a bitch to Terry. She's like, oh, your shirt looks like stars, Terry. It's so pretty. But, and she keeps yelling at Jimmy. And then Paige is like, Ashley, stop being a hag. And then Ashley's like, Paige, you're the hag because of your looks and your personality. Which, low blow. But... Yeah, she just basically just, like, takes down every single one of her friends at the party except for Terry. And they all just storm out. And then and just she just loses everybody. And, like, thank God that she was nice to Terry because, honestly, no one deserves the way that Ashley treats them less than Terry. Like, uh, like Ashley already, like, takes out her frustrations on Terry, and Terry's the best person that's ever been alive. So... Yeah. Um and it's like it's such a low blow to Paige because I think Paige has like a lot of deep-seated securities about how she used to look. Because if you guys recall, the beginning of the season she comes in with her new year new look new Paige and she's basically implying that she was like gross a year before <laughs> that and I think she has a lot of like issues with that. So I think a lot of her personality is her overcompensating. So for Ashley to be like you're ugly and a hag and I think that that, like, really affected Paige, which is probably why she took it so harshly. Because she literally just called Ashley a hag, like, a minute before. So it's like, really, Paige? Um, so I think that's why she, like, takes it so harshly. But at the same time, is it weird that this is the most I've ever liked Ashley? <laughs> because it, every part of this, I'm like, oh, this is the most you've ever, like, spoken to me. I love you right now. It's the most interesting she has been thus far in the show. Um, but everyone pieces out. They're like, oh, this party's over. She's being a bitch. And they all go outside. And outside, um, Emma's crying outside. And Sean walks past her. And she's just bawling her face off. And he, but he, I think she yells, like, go away. And he, like, walks away. And gross Toby comes out of the shadows. And, like, Emma hugs him for comfort, which barf. And Sean looks back and sees and is like, oh, I guess I'm leaving. Bye. And uh, I just hate, like, gross, nice guy Toby. Gross, nice guy Toby is the worst, like, fedora-wearing monster asshole. But whatever. It's fine. Um, as long as he knows that he's not getting anything out of this and he's just being her friend, then it's okay. But, oh, uh, Miriam McDonald, like, just a, like, really solid performance. Like, the crying is so realistic. Like, your heart hurts. Like, you know, these actors are, like, kids, but... I, they're very believable. Like, there's never a part of this, for the most part, I'm never like, oh, this is bad acting. <laughs> like, they're good. Like, you believe them as these characters. You get sucked in, which is, like, a pretty big deal for, like, kids that are so young. Like, 
like preteen drama is mostly hilarious <laughs> and the show is no exception um but the actors are fucking great yeah top notch job guys and so then the next morning the house is a mess Terry has still slept over. Ashley comes downstairs, wakes up, and is like, oh, my God, what happened? Um, Terry's like, well, last night you were kind of a bitch, basically. And then Spinner comes over, and he has a box of things, and he's like, Jimmy doesn't want to talk to you anymore, and he doesn't want this stuff anymore, so here you go. And then Ashley just breaks down after he leaves, and... Terry and Toby both come over and just start comforting her and that and it just like freeze frames on that sad depressing view but yeah shit went down and Ashley is now like reaping like seeing the consequences of that and Toby is so clueless because he doesn't even really comfort her he just like comes out and is like we've got to clean this mess up (laughs) like Toby get it together um but I mean that is the whole situation and we don't really know what happens with her parents but I assume that they get caught and we'll find out in season two which is soon and so exciting because that's when we start to get all of the best characters like this is like a very season one I think was just a really good starting point and it was a good jump off so I wanted to talk like maybe like give some notes on like the overall season like maybe like pick our favorite episode our least favorite episode what we liked best about it but first we have um to pick our spirit squad captain of the episode so i mean i think that my spirit squad captain is sean uh he stops them from using the ecstasy uh he is kind of a fuck boy Maybe it's not Sean. I just I just want it to be Sean because the single tear is burned into my brain. And he he does fuck around with Toby and JT. And he's really doing everything that he knows how to do to make Emma come back to him. But he's also not like overstepping his boundaries. Like he's not following her around, but he's trying. And I, I respect that. And plus that single tear. Uh, oh, Sean. Um, yeah, I think that's a solid choice. I think I might go with Terry just because she's, like I've said so many times before, she's like the friend that Ashley does not deserve, but she's such a great friend. She's the only one who stays after. And I would even venture to guess that if Ashley had been a little mean to her, she still would have stayed and helped her clean up and pick up the pieces just because that's kind of who Terry is. And She's a great friend who Ashley does not deserve, especially. Well, but she's also the friend that Ashley needs at this point. And she's there for her in her like rock bottom, at least for this episode. So I'm going to say Terry. Um, But what do you think about ship of the episode? Um, Hazel and Paige. <laughs> I'll take any excuse for Hazel and Paige. They are Courtney and Whitney from Bring It On. They are... Brittany and um, God, what's the other girl's name? Santana from Glee. Like they are the like popular cheerleader lesbian lovers that I find in every single show and cling to because it's magic. (laughs) Sean and Ashley. Nice. They had, I will say they had pretty good chemistry and their scene was pretty steamy. And 
Emma's pissed off at Sean right now, so I'm like, hell, find comfort in crazy ecstasy, Ashley. Why the fuck not? Um, <laughs> I no, I second that. I love that. I thought I thought that was fun. It was steamy for like children, but it was <laughs> you know. I was like, all right, I'm on board for this. This is cool. Like they could totally be like the friend that you have in high school or like college that you like get drunk and have sex sometimes like they could be that for each other and I would be super on board um and moral of the episode is I guess very clearly don't do drugs yeah ecstasy is bad it fucks up your life (laughs) that's the only moral that I can draw from this and it's not a bad moral it's not wrong like (laughs) we don't condone using (laughs) drugs like I mean yeah no I just I think that's a pretty solid moral um, and before we talk about season one overall, uh, we have a grapevine submission again. So we have a tweet from Trisha, who has tweeted at us before, um, and her uh, Twitter, you can follow her at TBTrishaTEE, um, and she says, Need advice. I finished season seven today, and now I'm not sure if I should watch season eight and nine fully or if I should skim for OG cast scenes. I mean, that's super fair because um, once the cast starts like dwindling out, it's rough. But I am a completist. I will watch everything, and I want to watch everything. Otherwise, I feel like I'm like I I can't do it. Like I I I do it with Grace Anatomy, and I just watch and watch, and I. Because if I, if you just skim, you miss out all the good stuff. And you never know. Like, there could be a new character that you're like, oh, wait, no, I love you. You're awesome. So as a completist and a person who gets anxious if I've, like, missed things, watch it fully. You, you never know what you're going to see in it. I totally agree. I'm definitely also a completist. I watched all six seasons of Skins and, like, the season after that where they, like, brought back people even though you had to get used to new people every two seasons. So, and I feel like Degrassi is very similar where eventually the old people get kind of cycled out for new people that you have to get used to. But like, you just got to keep on keeping on, complete the series, just experience everything. So yeah, complete it. But season one overall, what was your, what do you, should we do best episode, worst episode? I think we should do worst and then best so that we can end it on a high note. Um, but do you want to start with what your worst episode is? Okay. Yeah, I'll start. I think the worst episode was the rumors and reputations episode with the weird rumor about Liberty. It was just not a great episode. And it just was not interesting to watch at all. Like, it was the worst episode because it was the blahest episode for me, not because it made me, like, angry. It was just like, ugh, I don't even want to watch this. It felt like it went on forever. I was not a fan. What was your worst? So you totally took my worst one. Um, Rumors and Reputations is by far the worst one. But if we're going to pick a second worst, like, I could probably go for Basketball Diaries wasn't my fave. Um... So, yeah, no, I, I, but yeah, Rivers and Reputations just by a mile. But my favorite episode of the season, hands fucking down, is Coming of Age. Coming of Age is the Emma Gets Her Period episode, and it's the best thing that has ever happened in the history of television. So it's perfect. 
That's a great choice. Um, that might be my fave, but I think I have another favorite one. And it's Friday night, Sean and Emma's first date. It was so adorable, even though it was kind of cringy. And I hate that it's also the episode with uh, Jimmy and Spinner being dumb and playing pranks on Ms. Kwan. But I felt like it was a very substantial episode and we had a lot to talk about on that episode. So that's, I think that's also one of the good ones of the season. Totally. I would totally agree with that. Um, so let's do some plugs. Um, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at DecrassiPod. Um, and, you know, uh, subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. And you can also follow us on SoundCloud. And we have a Tumblr. It's whateverittakespodcast.tumblr.com. And if you want to say things to us that aren't in a review and are more than 140 characters, you can email us at um, whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. And personal plugs, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at hollandtacular. And you can follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. And then we're going to do our like plugging another thing for the sake of good karma. And also like maybe you can find your new Degrassi. So I'm going to plug um, this uh, artist, uh, Kate Beaton. She has the website Hark a Vagrant. That's like her comics. She's amazing. She's super funny. Um, definitely check out HarkaVagrant.com. And I actually, I have one of her books. So I also totally recommend buying her books because they're kind of like organized by the theme of like what she does. Because she does a lot of like feminist stuff and a lot of history and it's all very funny and like a lot of literary. But um, the one that I have of her book is Step Aside Pops. And it's got like a drawing in the front of like this like a uh, Victorian woman sitting on a bicycle with her arms crossed and like one leg in the air. It's incredible. So that is my plug. Kate Beaton, Hark a Vagrant. Um, I think I'm I'm going to dovetail off of that and also plug a webcomic that I like, Sarah C. Anderson. She also has a book called Sarah's Scribbles. But if you have been on Tumblr, you've probably seen some of her things. They're just all very relatable, like 20-something lady problems comics. And... They're very endearing, and I like them. So check her out. I love her. These are all such good plugs. Um, all right, you guys. And we will see you for season two of Degrassi, The Next Generation. Get ready for us, Craig. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.